Hi, I'm Elizabeth Cottrell from the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, and I'm a Hope Writer. Welcome to the Hope Writer Podcast. And here's writer Christy Purifoy. I grew up loving books. I just loved to read. And I think because I loved books so much, it never once occurred to me that I could make them, that I could create them. I had put those, I put those writers up on a pedestal. Can you relate? You like books and reading. You like to write, but you don't feel like you're one of those writer people. Well, Christy Purifoy actually was one of those writer people, but she didn't know it yet. Maybe it's the same for you. You just don't know it yet, but you wonder about it and you kind of like the idea of being a writer. Maybe you've even taken a bunch of steps, but how do you end up there? How do you get there? Well, we'll hear Christy's story of how she moved from a kind of writer to, yes, a writer. And we'll see what starting to be a writer can look like in this episode of the Hope Writer Podcast. Welcome to the Hope Writers Podcast, brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers dedicated to helping you write your meaningful words without sacrificing your meaningful life. I'm Emily P. Freeman. I'm one of the co-founders of Hope Writers. Yes, you can write and publish and market your work without becoming a self-promotee cartoon version of yourself. We help you maintain balance, share your work with confidence, develop your craft, and get help with the ins and outs of book publishing. Inside our private Hope Writer Facebook group, members make great writerly friends who understand all those doubts and questions that you have. It's the next best thing to having your own writing mentor. And every Tuesday, members get a live informal conversation with an expert writer, editor, marketer, or agent, helping you make progress in your writing life. We call those interviews Tuesday Teaching, and while the entire interview is only for our members, each week we share a few minutes that were super helpful here on the Hope Writers Podcast. And that's coming up. Find out more at HopeWriters.com. Hi, I'm Danielle Haluska, and I'm a Hope Writer. Do you know the writing path has six stages? It's so easy to get frustrated when we jump ahead on the path and do things out of order. So, want to find out your writing path stage? Hope Writers has created a short, fun quiz you could take right now. You'll even get a tip or two for taking your next step. To get to the quiz, just go to hopewriters.com slash quiz. Hi, I'm Gary Moreland, one of the co-founders of Hope Writers. For me, I didn't start feeling like I wanted to write until I was in my 50s. Yeah, and even that was a long time ago. Even then, I didn't really know what to do with it. I sure didn't think of myself as an author. It's just something inside you, right? Something a little restless, like there's somewhere you want to get to, but you're not sure where or how to go. I think maybe a lot of writers start out like that. It's the beginning of a journey. So let's hear the beginning of Christy Purifoy's journey. Today, she's the author of two books, Roots and Sky and Placemaker, and she has a podcast with Lisa Jo Baker. But she didn't always want to even be a writer. How did it begin? And what are some steps to take? Well, let's join Christy in her conversation with Hope Writer co-founder Emily P. Freeman. It's a beautiful story, but there's pain and there's loss. I, so I grew up loving books. I just loved to read. And I think because I loved books so much, it never once occurred to me that I could make them 
that I could create them. I had put those, I put those writers up on a pedestal. I just thought they had something I didn't have, but there was nothing else I could do. So I just kept going to school for my love of books. And I finally thought, well, I'll become uh, an English professor. I'll pass on my love of books to students. And so I, you know, I went to graduate school for that, finished the PhD, started teaching. And I was so miserable in that first teaching job. I was so unhappy. And I think that's uh, what it took for, for, you know, God to get my attention and to even consider that maybe I had something else to offer besides teaching. And so that's when I finally slowed down enough and paid attention enough to start realizing the value of my own story and my own words. And I really think that was the moment when all those books I'd been reading, all those words that had been poured into me for years started to come out. And it felt, uh, it was like, uh, it was like the fountain had finally been turned on or something. So, you know, some of us are called to teach, some of us are called just to, to be those readers, but I had something in me that it took me a long time to recognize. And so I'm not I'm not a professor and there is some loss in that. You know, you can see the books behind me. I had a dream of a book-lined office on some college campus and I'm not living that dream, but I'm living something better, something that was pretty deeply buried in me and I'm so grateful that it finally came out. So, in a nutshell, <laughs> that's the story. We are so grateful to I'm curious, Christy, when it did start to finally emerge and you started to embrace the fact that oh, I, I could actually make these just to recognize that, oh, we can actually contribute to, to a conversation that has been meaningful to us. I think that's a really, for a lot of writers, it's a really empowering moment. It's a really humbling moment. And when I say moment, it could, your moment could last three years or 10 years, but slowly, you know, giving yourself permission to do that. I'm curious though, Christy, what I was going to ask is that when you did start to realize, oh, I could actually do this for you, were you sure? Was it always going to come in memoir form? Was it, did you know the type of writing you wanted to do right away? Or was that something that also had to evolve? That's a great question. It was the first thing I sat down to do. And that's because for the previous 10 years or so, I, I felt that I had been living a story, my particular struggle in those years had been with infertility. And I felt like I'd learned so much and I had grown so much through that experience that the most accessible story to me, the most accessible, I think, genre or form to me was just to sit down and tell my own story. And that's probably true for a lot of people. Our own story is maybe our first story. And for me, it was the easiest story to tell. For others, it might actually, they may have to start with fiction or something and work their way to their own story. But that was the most accessible story to me. So I sat down to try to capture that story of that experience I'd had and the spiritual growth through that in words. Um, and I thought as I was writing, as it, as it took shape, I thought, I'm writing a book. I'm doing it. It will, it will go out into the world and it will bust people. What I didn't know is that it wouldn't. It's still just a file that sits on my computer. But it was the, it was the story that, that proved to me, I can do this. I, I have words to share. I can craft language. Um, maybe, uh, you know, not quite to the level of my most admired writers, but, you know, I have something that I can work towards and I have something to offer. And so if you had told me at the time that the book I was writing would never be a book, that it wouldn't be published, it wouldn't show up in people's hands, I would have been devastated. I, I don't know that I could have kept going. I needed the, the hope of that to hold on to. 
But now I can say, you know, without a doubt, that was the book I needed to write to learn and to grow so that then I could write Roots and Sky and Placemaker, the books that came after. So sometimes it's good. There's a mercy in not knowing, uh, you know, what the outcome of our writing will be. But so that book was for me, it turns out. So interesting. So just to clarify, you wrote an entire book from beginning to end, <laughs> just on your computer, on your own. Not, now, did you, did you have every intention of pursuing publication, of getting an agent with that book? I did. And I tried a little bit. I, you know, I, I was just learning. I was learning about agents. I was learning about blogging. I was learning about proposals. Apparently, I maybe should have started with a proposal instead of sitting down and writing the book. But sometimes doing things the correct way or the right way for the industry of writing isn't, doesn't turn out to be the right way for us. And so even though I didn't know about all of that, it turned out, I think, to be right that I just needed to sit down and, and write it. I think I needed that to prove to myself that it was possible because it just seemed so impossible before. That makes so much sense. I'm curious, what was the timing then, Christy, for you between finishing that book and then your first traditionally published book? It was several years. I want to say at least at least four years, probably. And in that time, I just wrote with the outlets that presented themselves. So that was blogging for me with the encouragement of a good friend and even my sister who got me set up online. I started a blog and uh, just started that discipline of weekly writing. And so I'd already written this book and I was already starting to think of myself as a writer and, and wondering, is there a future for that? But then I just needed to sit down and do the kind of the hard, not hard, but you know, that, that just that daily practice of writing and of beginning to share it publicly. So I hadn't done that before. And, but with the blog, I started doing that. So it was a several years process, which means that there were, there were ups and downs. There were, there were ups where I thought, oh, I've done it. I, I'm a writer. And then there were these downs where I thought this, this might be the end of it. I, I, might, <laughs> I might never, you know, write in the, in the ways that I'm imagining. Um, so it took years, but it turns out that in those years, you know, not only was I gaining skill as a writer. I was gaining community as a writer, but I was actually living the story that I would eventually tell, which became the book Roots in Sky. And I, I didn't, I couldn't know that at the time, but now I look back and I just see this, this perfect pattern. I have a couple of questions here that are showing up here in the chat. Kate asks a great question. I'd love to get your take on it, Christy. She says, what if we have the story we want to write, but no one else is asking us to write it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you could do what I did initially, which I, I felt as, you know, a spiritual person, I felt that I was hearing God asking me to write my story. And I didn't at that point know if it would be for anyone else. And it turns out that it, it wasn't, it was for me, it was for my husband, it was for a few close friends who wrote that. So there's so many reasons why you might just write a story for yourself, why you might write it for your family or your children. Um, I think I also wrote that first book for my children. And because the audience is small, doesn't mean the project is small <laughs> or has less value. So if you feel, you know, that call to write it, write it, just do it. Now, we're also many of us professional writers. We're, we're looking for ways to support our families or, or income or, and so forth. And so then there might be other considerations about which projects you give your time to. Absolutely. Um, and so maybe, you know, that story that no one else is asking you to write is the thing you do, you know, you tell yourself, hey, for now, it's a hobby. I'm doing this in my spare time. I'm doing this for myself. But you just never know. We, we just don't know where it's going to lead. And I think trying to put our story into words, trying to interpret it for ourselves as well as for others is 
always a valuable exercise, always. Even if it's just your own eyes that are open to your own experience, it still has value. I love, I hope someone wrote down what you said that just because the audience is small doesn't mean the project is small um, or that it doesn't matter. Because like you said, I mean, even when you opened up the whole, our conversation today, you said that first book was so important for you as a writer. Yes. So that it, in a way, it was maybe the gateway to you being able to write for a reader. Mm -hmm. But first you had to sort of immerse yourself in this process of writing for yourself and for writing's sake in some ways. Writing makes us better writers. It just does. Sounds obvious, but it's true, right? Writing makes us better writers. And the way to become a writer is to write. And that first book that was so important to Christy, Becoming a Writer, no one has read it. It's still on her laptop. Starting out and writing things people don't read isn't failure. It's us learning and getting dressed in writer clothes. So start, keep going, keep learning. You can connect with author Christy Purifoy at christypurifoy.com. Her books are Roots and Sky and Placemaker. And her podcast with Lisa Jo Baker is called Out of the Ordinary. If this episode was helpful to you, just imagine how helpful the entire hour-long interview would be. Every week inside Hope Writers membership, there's a new hour-long Tuesday teacher episode, and they all end up archived inside the Hope Writer member library to be watched at any time for members. And by the way, Hope Writers is not just for someone who wants to write a book. Hope Writers is here to help you get your words out to a reader. Could be a book, could be a blog or articles, or maybe writing on Instagram and Facebook. If you want to be serious about your words and your reader, well, we're here for you. And did you know the Working Writer's Journey has six stages? To see where you are in the journey, just take the fun quiz at hopewriters.com slash quiz. For writing tips and encouragement every day, we'd love to connect with you on our public Facebook page at Hope Writers Community and on Instagram at Hope Writers. And here are some final words of hope from author Louis L'Amour. Start writing no matter what. The water doesn't flow till the faucet's turned on. Thanks for listening. <laughs>